What's the cold open? Uh, what did I say, Mo? I'm going to ask Mo. <laughs> I'm going to say... Hey, Mo, if Luka Doncic is going to take a game winner, should Reggie Jackson be the guy on the Clippers to guard him? Zach, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, he just did it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> One take. Wow, pre-take. I mean, if, you were, if you were recording, that was perfect. Yeah, I was recording. recording. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, all right, shit. Look at that. We're rolling, knocking these things out. That's a, that's a, that's a very stupid question. That's no Benny Smith, the inbound. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls up, three-pointer. morning we've got all the action from this weekend's bubble playoffs that you could ever need i'm zach harper that's modak heel we got jade hoy painting the luca murals for us coming up on today's show celtics broom the sixers raptors broom the nets and dueling 50 pieces between the jazz and the nuggets guards but first it's like the luca the irish only i'm not irish so you figure it out i'm in the door man i'm in the fucking zone they're pissed off i'm in the zone those are the words of the great Billy Hoyle from White Men Can't Jump. Massaged a little bit, Mo, but my God, Luka Doncic. Mavericks 135, Clippers 133 in overtime. Luka gets the ball down one, 3.7 seconds left. They switched Reggie Jackson on him for some ungodly reason, Mo. I still do not understand what happened, but of course he looks at him like a like just a bag of chips, just food. He gives him a little shimmy, he gives him a little step back, knocks down the three, caps off an insane game. 43 points on 18 of 31 shooting. 17 rebounds, 13 assists. Mo, what happened on that last play? So I think, you know, the Clippers are going in to switch everything. But I honestly think Paul George screwed up because he should have switched the first screen that happened that would have taken uh, Reggie Jackson off of the whole situation. So Luka would have come off the Cleveland screen and he would have been seeing Paul George instead of Reggie Jackson. Didn't Oh, but, but Mo... There's a history of Paul George getting his eye dotted in these situations, so maybe there's nothing they could have done. <laughs> it might have been destiny, Zach. For all we know, it could have been destiny. <laughs> My bigger question is, why are you switching Kawhi Leonard off of him? Like, even if you're gonna have Reggie Jackson come at him, Paul or excuse me, Kawhi Leonard should still be coming after him. You gotta show two at least on the Luca. I don't care if anybody else shoots it. I don't care if somebody else wins the game for him. You can't let Luca get the shot off. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, it's just a confusing situation why you wouldn't make anybody else beat you, right? I remember watching, I was actually on IG Live because I've done this horrible, I'm going to cycle through <laughs> one game every day on the playoffs, and I chose this one, and of course it went to overtime, Mo. But I'm on there, and I'm on IG Live, and I'm watching, I'm like, wait, why isn't, why are they switching? Why is it, why, Reggie? Oh, no, Luca. And then it's just a bucket, right? And I, I'm with you. It's got to be Kleber. It's got to be um Trey Burke it's got to be anybody else it doesn't matter who has the hot hand going you can't let Luca get the ball cleanly and not throw a second guy at him and if he shoots that shot over two guys and makes it you live with it but you've got to force his hand and it's got to be and it's fine if it's your two best defenders or one of them is your best defender like Reggie Jackson was getting torched they were hunting for Reggie Jackson down yes. the stretch of that game like you know Luca saw it and just thought, lunch. You know, as soon as that switch happened, he's like, this is a bucket. And the other problem I have, Zach, and this is a small one, but why is Landry Shamit on the court for a defensive possession? Why aren't you putting more height 
on the inbounder, make it a tougher pass. Just don't let that, don't concede such an easy pass to begin with. So, you know, all around, I just thought it was a terrible defensive possession for the Clippers. You know, I forgot one stat in Luca's line there, Mo. It's 43 points on 18 of 31 shooting, 17 rebounds, 13 assists, and just one ankle. Because remember, he's only got one ankle right now. He sprained the other one about 36 hours before this game. And no Kristaps Porzingis. He he sat out with a knee injury, uh, but it didn't matter because Luca was incredible. And Trey Burke was incredible. He was great. Tim Hardaway Jr. scored in this one. But the question's going to not be about Luca, not be about anyone else other than Paul George. Because once again, Paul George... Nine points, eight rebounds, three assists, three of 14 shooting in 45 minutes. Mo, he's not able to score right now. And I think the shoulder injury is bothering him. We've seen him ice it after a couple of games recently. Some people have said, like, it's an excuse for him. But whatever. Let's say the shoulder's really, really that bad. He's got to find a different way to get in there and 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 contribute. Like, yes, he's playing defense. Yes, he's grabbing rebounds. He threw, threw some assists. He's moved the ball. But he's got to be better than three of 14 no matter what. And even he, after the game, which... And maybe the most obvious statement I've ever seen, Mo, he said, I feel like if I shoot the ball better, this series is different. Yeah, of course it is. If, if you score more points, you also win the game. Just, I mean, typically, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what we're doing here. I think he's having a crisis of confidence. I don't know what's going on in this scenario, whether it's a shoulder injury or not. I think he he looks he looked fine, Zach, at the start of the bubble and everything. Everybody was like, "Look how good he's going. He's looking smooth." But as soon as the playoffs turn up, he starts to shrink a bit. And I think he's relying too much on pull up jumpers and things like that. I, it might be on Doc to try to find a couple of easy sets for him to just get him some easy looks going early on in Game Five to to get that confidence going. Because otherwise, the Clippers got some serious issues. Yeah, and and defensively. They're just not good right now. And we know the Mavs are good, Mo. We know the Mavs can score, but they shot 50% from the field. They were plus 13 on the boards. Um, are, the, are the Clippers in trouble here? Like, should they be worried about the defense? Or is this just Luka is being great and there's not a whole lot they can do? Because it doesn't feel like this is the Clippers that we were expecting in the playoffs. I think they got to be at least concerned. I wouldn't say if they're in full trouble, but there's a lot of concerns there. All we heard all year long was how deep they are, especially defensively. I've been touting their defensive versatility. But then when you go down to end of games and you're debating whether it's Reggie Jackson, Landry Shamit, or Lou Williams on the court for defensive possessions, you're screwed. I'm sorry. You're, you, yeah. you, you, have, you have serious issues. And all that depth we talked about goes out the window. And I know Patrick Beverly didn't play, but he's not the cure-all for everything that's going on. They're not making rotations. They're not quite sharp on anything on that end and and that's something that's very concerning yeah Trey Burke had 25 points on 10 of 14 shooting he was in a little duel with Lou Williams Lou had 36 off the bench in 34 minutes but other than that it it was pretty much it's Kawhi versus Luka and Luka got the better of him Reggie Jackson to his credit did hit four threes off the bench in this one uh but Mo they're gonna need more production it's gonna have to come from Paul George otherwise we may have one of the bigger upsets we've seen in playoff history, especially considering the expectations on these Clippers. Celtics 110, Sixers 106. It's a sweep. Break out the cleaning products, Mo. I guess a broom specifically, but we're sweeping them. <laughs> we're sweeping these guys out of the playoffs. Once again, Sixers wet the bed. Once again, Celtics are just better than what's left of the Sixers team. And yes, no Ben Simmons. And Tobias Harris had a scary fall and everything. Uh, but this is still just a Sixers team that seemed emotionally tapped out. We're going to talk a lot more about the Sixers here than we are about the Celtics necessarily, but 
it is kind of about how bad the Sixers were. It's not that the Celtics aren't this good, but the Sixers aren't supposed to be this bad. I mean, they were terrible. And to be honest, this is a fitting end for how the season went. High expectations. I picked them to go to the finals, and clearly I was stupid for thinking that. Uh, Same, yeah. <laughs> Same. That's a that's a that's a very stupid question. There's no issue. We good. Thanks, we guys. Um, um, you know, but I just think the bigger thing for me across just the whole season and even in the playoffs was just their defense never showed up. I always expected their offense to be shaky. I didn't feel like they had a great set, you know, uh, a great set of pieces together to to build a really solid offense. But I thought defensively they would just be so much better and much more physical. And really, that wasn't the case at all all season. And for Boston, this was just light work. Like, they never really were yeah. threatened throughout all of this. I mean, Embiid put up nice numbers and things like that. But altogether, like, this was just a brutal thing. I, I felt bad by halfway through game four. I was just, just put them out of their misery. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just put them out of their misery. After Tobias Harris had that, that fall and somehow came back into the game even though we, his head bounced off the court? Like, why? Like, I know you, there's some concussion protocol, but, Mo, this can't be the protocol. Like, there's no way you determine whether or not he actually has a concussion or not. Like, that's just – it's insane to me that he was allowed to come back in this game, but whatever. I guess desperate times, desperate measures, whatever. But um, but once he got out of there, you know, Boston opened this up to a 17-point lead, and Philly fought back, but most of this was just – window dressing right like the like the Sixers never it's funny I was watching the game with uh on radio the other night with Amin Al-Hassan and the Sixers took a 94-92 lead in that game with two minutes left and Amin and I were joking that like at no point do we think the Sixers are going to win this game they give up a 10-0 run right like give up a 10-0 run to finish the game lose by eight in this one before the Harris uh fall in, in laceration to his face uh, I'm watching this one and it's a close game in the third quarter. And I just, I just, the whole time I thought, there's no way the Sixers win this game. There's just no faith in them. Yeah. There, unfortunately, like when you look at a team as poorly as they are offensively, you just don't see it. We haven't seen fight in them all year. It's, they're one of those teams. They got to build a big lead and just hope they can hold on. And I think that just ended up coming back to bite them. And that's going to be a huge thing that they're going to have to figure out over the uh, off season, which I imagine is going to be fairly long, uh, (laughs) figure out what they're going to be and how they want to build moving forward. Because there's a ton of questions right now and not a lot of answers and a lot of tough contracts Zach, to move. Uh, Harris had 20 points. Joel Embiid had 30 points, 10 rebounds, three steals, two blocks, but zero assists in this one Uh, for the Celtics side of it. Kemba first, Career playoff series win. He was great in this. He had 32 points, 8 of 15 shooting, 12 of 13 from the free throw line, four boards, four assists. Uh, Jason Tatum was a monster. He had 28 points, 15 rebounds, four assists. Did we learn anything about the Celtics in this series, or was this just about how bad the Sixers were? No, this was just about the Sixers and how bad they were. Like I said, the Celtics didn't feel them all. I don't even know if the Celtics know the playoffs began yet. I mean, besides, um, besides playing the same team four times, I don't think they know the playoffs really started because there was just no like adversity. There was nothing really. Yeah, yeah, there really was no adversity in this series for them. Um, well, the, I guess there's some moving forward because Gordon Hayward's hurt, right? And he's probably going to miss this entire, it sounds like this entire series coming up. And spoiler alert, the Toronto Raptors who swept. <laughs> um, I, I do wonder, like, how do you think they fare against the Raptors moving forward without Gordon Hayward in the mix? I mean, that's a big blow. And it's not just because of what Gordon Hayward does in the court, but it just hurts their depth. And the one thing we we know about the Raptors is 
they got a lot of depth. That's what that team really does just have guys that come off the bench and you're like, and this guy's coming in like, geez, how many guys they got? And it's, it's going to be an issue for the Celtics because it moves Marcus Smart into the starting lineup. Now your bench isn't as strong. I'm very concerned right now for the Celtics in terms of, you know, how they'll fare against the Raptors just on the pure fact they don't have enough guys. Uh, good news for the Sixers and their fans, only $124.8 million tied up in Horford and Harris for the next two years. Oh, wait, that's not good news. Never mind. Ignore that. Man, a rough, rough day for Philly. <laughs> Speaking of hairy situations, Mo, we're talking about Manscaped because they're here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I felt like an idiot when I found out that this Lawnmower 3.0 cordless groomer is waterproof. I've been standing over a trash basket like an idiot in front of the in front of my sink mo. I could have been in the shower grooming myself the entire time. Never felt dumber, but now that I can go into the shower with this thing and know I'm not going to get electrocuted because that's how science works, I feel great. I feel groomed. I feel ready to attack the pool because you know I love me some pool days. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. It's got a ceramic blade. It's skin safe technology. I've never snagged myself once. That's something you don't want to do when you're when you're ma- you're manscaping yourself. You don't want to snag anything. Mo, I cannot stress that enough. Before I found out about manscaped, was doing some manscaping, snag some stuff. Bad times, real bad times, worse than what's going on in Philly right now. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with a crop preserver, the crop reviver. The crop preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant. I didn't know I needed ball deodorant in my life. Let me tell you, everyone needs it in their life. It is fantastic. And the reviver is a spray-on toner made with a soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Take your grooming game to the next level. That's a lot of TMI. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back right after this. All right, Mo, let's get to the news. We mentioned that Joel Embiid is out of the playoffs. He had some interesting comments after the Sixers were swept. He said, What do you think the issue is with this team? I mean, do you think it's the way it's built? Do you think it's coaching? Do you think it's the bad luck with the injuries, all of the above? What would you say the issue is? Because, you know, like Brett may... That's a a, a very stupid question. There's no issue. We're good. We just didn't win. I don't make Uh, the decisions. I'm here in Philly. Whatever happens, happens. When responding to a question about the franchise's uncertainty, he said, I've always said that I want to end my career here, and if it happens, good. If it doesn't happen, well, you move on and all that stuff. He was also asked a question, Mo, about, uh, you know, what's to blame here? Is it injuries? Is it the system? Is it the coaching? Is it just poor play? Is it just bad luck? And he said it was a stupid question. <laughs> That's a tough situation. I, I, it's hard, man. After losing the way they did, I wouldn't want to ask him a question. Uh, I thought it was a fair question, fair man. Question, I don't know. Fair, I thought not, it was it, a fair question. It wasn't a stupid question. It was certainly fair. I just feel bad yeah. for him having to try to answer that. <laughs> he also said uh, when asked about uh, you know just what was going on, he said, I can be dominant down low, but then again, to help the team, it's not always about me. And with the roster we have, and if it is the same roster next year, I got to be able to space the floor. This is one thing that I've found that I think has damaged Joel Embiid is that in that 31 game rookie season 
Mo, he shot like 36% from three, and everyone started going, he can shoot right. threes too. He's a good three-point shooter. And he's been a bad three-point shooter ever since. Yeah, and we find that he tends to float around there more often than anyone will prefer. When you have a guy like Joel Embiid, you want him on the block. And I know the game's transitioned away from post players, but that's because they don't post up the way he does. I mean, he's so damn good in there. Like, he draws fouls. He gets you buckets. He's... He's a machine now. There. He's a workhorse. He can get you thirty a night just off post up. So it's a bit frustrating when he when he's saying things like, "I can go out there and I need to be able to spread my wings." Like, yes, it'd be nice if he could do that. But you're right, Zach. We got a little excited with his thirty one game sample size. Now, over the past few years, he's just proven to not be the three point shooter we thought he was going to be. Yeah, I remember when uh, Demarcus Cousins said he was going to start shooting threes, and I remember writing, hey, you're a monster. Go be a monster down low, right? That's why I feel like with Joel Embiid. You're a monster. And look, I'm sure it is taxing. I'm sure it's exhausting to go be that guy in the paint all the time. And I don't want to, you know, channel my inside the NBA here, but you're a monster. Go be a monster when no one can stop you. Only Marcus Hall can stop you, right? And maybe Aaron Baines sometimes. Those guys weren't there this time. And you got stopped as a team, and he's just got to be better about it. And then, like, you know, you, you mix in a jumper here and there. But it's just... He's got to be in better shape, and he's got to be a monster. Speaking of good shape, Toronto Raptors are in good shape, Mo, because they got the coach of the year. Nick Nurse named coach of the year on Saturday. He received 90 of the 100 first-place votes. He got my vote. Uh, Mike Budenholzer finished second in voting. He had five first-place votes. Billy Donovan finished third. He had four pl- first-place votes. That leaves one first-place vote unaccounted for. Nate McMillan got it. Any problems with this? I mean, I feel like there are a lot of deserving candidates, but Nick Nurse did run away with it, Mo. It was a no-brainer. Nick Nurse should have been the uh, coach of the year. He was the coach of the year. Probably should have been unanimous in my decision. I'm glad to hear that you've made a good decision. One of the rare ones for you, Zach. For once? Yeah. Well, I've got a whole other ballot, one, though. I've got a whole rest of the no, ballot to get through. Yeah, I'm sure this is the only one in the voting run that, that you did. But he's been phenomenal the whole year. And I, I you can't really go against him. All right, let's get to the other big game from Sunday. Jazz 129, Nuggets 127. The Jazz take a 3-1 lead. They've won three straight in this series. Mike Malone changed the lineup. He put Jeremy Grant in there instead of Michael Porter Jr. He put Monty Morris instead of Torrey Craig. And what we received was nothing of any of those guys of consequence, Mo. It was Donovan Mitchell. It was Jamal Murray. Donovan Mitchell has 51. Jamal Murray has 50. Uh, although that last three didn't really affect the game. It did, I believe, uh, help some people cover us a point spread. Uh, <laughs> but he gets to 50 at the at the end of the buzzer. And, I mean, Mo, like, there's a lot to unpack here with this series and in this game. But, once again, Donovan Mitchell is unbelievable right now. Yeah, we said it on Nerder a few weeks ago. This was a guy we expected to, if he's going to have a breakout playoffs, like, if he's going to be the guy we always talk about, it's got to be this series. This is where he's got to blow up. And he hasn't disappointed. He's been phenomenal the whole way through. He is the third player since Michael Jordan and Allen Iverson to score 50 points in two different games during a playoff series. Like that's pretty high praise and pretty high company to be in with. So I think, uh, you know, he's, he clearly listens to Nerder She Wrote and uh, yeah, heard us. That's what I took away from this as well. Yeah. That's, yeah. No, no, it's definitely the fact. Um, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but he's been great. And the, what it's done is sort of just open everything else up for everybody and has allowed guys like, you know, finding rolling opportunities for Gobert. Mike Connolly's been really good since he's come back after, you know, the trick, I guess, in the NBA, Zach, is have a baby, come back, and you get to shoot 50% from three. 
what you got to do. I've said this for years. Just go have a baby. You'll be an NBA uh, just absolute legend in the playoffs. Uh, Donovan had 51 on 15 of 27 shooting, 17 of 18 from the free throw line. Um, Mo, you know, I feel like Jamal Murray is the only guy I've seen in in this game. To, I guess Monty Morris a little bit, but the only guy who had consistent heart, consistent fight. Um, I thought the rest of the team was just kind of sleepwalking through it. They, they started out well. They started out aggressive in this game, and they're playing defense. They're active. They're playing good offense. They're, they're moving the ball. But at a certain point, they just settled into the same bad Denver Nuggets habits, especially on defense. And if it wasn't for Jamal Murray, they would have gotten blown out in this one. Yeah, it would have been another disaster like game three was. I think there – Zach, it's just a lot of questions. Like, you know, they win the second chance battle. They keep the points in the paint close. They uh, – they didn't turn the ball over. Didn't turn the ball over. They shot yeah. more. They made more threes than the than the Jazz. And it's just at the end of the day, they just there isn't enough fight. They need one more guy to really just be a dog in this series and really go at it. And I just feel like that's where they're falling short. And maybe that's I don't want to say it because Gary Harris and Will Barton. Like I don't have a guarantee that those guys are going to be the dogs, but they need somebody to really come through and step right. up. And as excited as we got for Michael Porter Jr., he. You gave him nothing this this game. Yeah, um, and I'll just throw this out there. Nikola Jokic is really letting his team down. He's the star of this team. He's supposed to be one of these you know top MVP level players, and yet, sure, he had twenty nine point seven rebounds, six assists. Those are nice numbers. He is very, very bad defensively, like atrocious defensively. They're attacking him every time. There were like three possessions in this game where it looked like he was competing defensively, and the rest of them. You know, the the Jazz are just trying to decide, do we attack Porter? Do we attack Jokic? And I think that he has done his team, especially games two and three. And for a lot of this game tonight, um, I just feel like he's done his team a disservice. And, and again, if it wasn't for Jamal Murray, they would be they would be swept in this one. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. I think I've harped on Jokic's defense for a long time. And yeah. it's it's a hole and they just got to figure out how to plug it. Uh, Jamal had 50 points, 18 of 31 shooting, 9 of 15 from three, had 11 rebounds and seven assists, zero turnovers. I mean, he he couldn't have been – he honestly couldn't have been better. He sat five minutes in this game. He was a plus five uh, in those five minutes they let him down. They just did, and there wasn't much. You know, Paul Millsap had a little bit. Paul Millsap blocked a shot from Donovan Mitchell inside. He stared him down, and then generally Donovan <laughs> – Next next play hits a three in his face. Just don't says, do I that. Run this shit. Just don't do that. Like strong disagree. Stare everybody down. Raise the stakes. Not if you're not good enough to to back it up, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike Conley, as you mentioned, shot really well. He had 26 points, four of eight from deep, eight of 13 from the field. And Jordan Clarkson, uh, you know, he's a he's a bad defensive player, but he's been so good for them offensively. He had 24 off the bench. Uh, Mo, do you think that this one goes past game five? I don't. I, I just don't know. If they don't have enough fight when they're down 2-1 in a, in a game, I don't know if they're going to have enough fight down 3-1 knowing that, hey, if we lose, we actually get to go home. So I, I just don't think they got it in them. Mo, are we going to get a Mavs-Jazz second round series? Oh, God, do you know how how funny that would be? I, I, I always, always root for chaos. Yes. <laughs> Other game from Sunday, Raptors 150, 150, Nets 122, the Raptors sweep the Nets. Wow, 150. No overtime, huh? 150 in regulation. 
Wow. Uh, thanks for coming here, Nets. I know that they were seriously undermanned. I think seven of their rotation guys weren't <laughs> in it uh, due to various reasons. Kyle Lowry left this game with a sprained ankle. Uh, they're going to turn around on Thursday, so he's got a little bit of time to to treat that ankle. Uh, they'll turn around Thursday and start their series with the Celtics. The first sweep in franchise history, never up 3-0 before either. Um, you know, just this Raptors team, you know, Dwight, or, Dwight Powell, Norman Powell had 29 off the bench for the Raptors. Um, Norm had a massive dunk on somebody at some point. He just came down and ripped it on someone. Uh, the Raptors, they just play great basketball consistently, Mo. Yeah, and let's just put it, they got 100 points from their bench. Oh just let that sink in for a second, folks. 100 points from their bench. And, you know, listen, I want to give a little love to the Nets. They've played so hard throughout their whole trip in Orlando. Absolutely. And, and you know, you said it. Look, they're like half their roster didn't show up even when they signed a guy mike beasley he can't even make it into the bubble so i mean it's just like it's been a disaster for them they played extremely hard just unfortunate circumstances that they got to play a team that's so damn good that their bench can put up 100 points sorry i can't get past that stat yeah that's insane that's insane yeah 29 from powell 27 for serge Ibaka. Uh, Matt Thomas had 12, Terrence Davis had 14, Stanley Johnson had nine, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson had four, Chris Boucher had three, someone named Paul Watson had two. Uh, that's just that's ridiculous. That is just an incredible, incredible statistic. Raptors move on uh, yet again, looking to defend that title. Uh, big games coming up on Tuesday. The Bucks will try to take a commanding 3-1 lead in their series against the Magic. Will Chris Middleton get it going? Yes. Thunder will try to tie their series 2-2 against the Rockets. Will Lou Dort be the story of the game once again? Yes, but not for positive reasons. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Controversy. (laughs) The Heat will try to sweep the Pacers in the third game of the day. Is this the last Pacers game of the season? Yes, and who voted for Nate McMillan to be coach of the year? Great question. Not me. Lakers will finish out the night trying to shock the world and take a 3-1 series lead against the eight-seed Blazers. Mo, will the Lakers, in fact, shock the world? Yes, I'm going with the plucky underdogs, the Los Angeles Lakers. The plucky underdog one seed. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. Of course, the Athletic NBA show. We've got a fun Basket Buds edition on Monday for you. Talk some Sixers, some Luka, some Paul George, and we're going to play a game are they frauds with a lot of options there? It was a fun one. Of course, check out No Dunks all the time. Check out House of Strauss, the team-specific shows. If you're a subscriber to The Athletic, don't forget you can follow on the app. You get notifications for new episodes, and you use the comment section for the podcast. And if you don't subscribe to The Athletic, what's wrong with you? Subscribe to The Athletic already. you got to do it. It's the best coverage of the NBA in the world. Thanks for waking up with us. Please wear a mask. Please socially distance. And Mo, hit me with that sign-off. Ding, ding.